0: That's fine. It's just going to be some dangle clacks. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to, welcome to, or welcome back to Tuesday, bro Tuesday. You know, this used to be a live call-in show, and I believe I'm technologically able to do that again, so maybe someday we'll revisit that live call-in show format, but what we do nowadays is we sort of unpack some of uh, the last week or so's news as it relates to The world of vaping, tobacco, tobacco control, tobacco harm reduction, and the such as. First and foremost, I'm a freedom guy. I say that every time. I'm a freedom guy. I'm a registered libertarian. So that's the lens that a lot of this news is going to get viewed through. In fact, I have actually very little news for you today. I wanted to throw a couple, just a couple of things out there that's been... uh, popping up sort of in my news feed, in my Twitter feed, in my Facebook feed, you know, popping up around the internet. There's just a few things I wanted to throw out there, but we do have... Wait, how do you know what show you're watching? There it is. There's the logo. Now you're watching Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. It could have been anything before. You don't really know. Now it's officially Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. But we do have a very special, special guest today. Uh, I'm really excited to sit down and talk to him. We never really got to spend... Really, anytime, uh, chatting or anything. So this should be uh, this should be real interesting. But uh, Wayne Walker is here. He's, he's waiting in the wings. He's just chomping at the bit to get on here. So I'm going to bring him on in a second. But uh, few things I wanted to throw out there. Few things, just a few things. There is still Boosh. There's still CASA Call to action, an active call to action to reject S1253. This is the vape mail ban. It's still there, it's still live, it has not been voted on. It says here on the website, and this is updated as of August 20th, August typically means that the US House of Representatives is in recess, but this year, it's likely that lawmakers will need to return to DC in order to pass some COVID-19 legislation. They say while it's unlikely that non-COVID related bills will be considered over the break, they're still monitoring this for any surprises. If you haven't done the call to action, just jump on it. Just jump on that call to action. We need everybody on it. Also, I want to throw this out there basically every single time. There's a big Veritas cohort study going on, and you could be a potential study subject. I think this is going to be, I've said this before, I think this is going to be really, really good if we can get enough people to do it. It's it's limited, though. It's limited to people that have smoked less than 50 packs of cigarettes. That's less than 1,000 total cigarettes and you currently vape so if you meet that criteria you might be able to meet you might be able to be part of this study um one other thing a couple quick other things i wanted to throw out there there was a uh we're all familiar with the stanford uh you know heavy air quotes here study that was done that was showing oh you know kids and vaping, they're more susceptible to COVID-19. I had Michelle Mitten on Tuesday, Bro Tuesday, a few weeks ago, and we did a big deep dive into this. If you haven't checked that out, check it out. But uh, it's not just us vapers that are kind of you know, questioning this and wondering about this. There's a lot of people in public health and doctors that are also very concerned about this. And one of those people, Joe Gitchell. I'm not sure if you guys are hip to Joe Gitchell over there on the Twitter, but you should definitely give him a follow. He wrote a letter, well, him and a few people, including David Abrams, uh, who is a professor at the NYU School of Public Health, they wrote a letter. They wrote a letter to the uh, editor-in-chief, Carol Ford, of the Journal of Adolescent Health. That's where this study was published and subsequently Picked up by all sorts of news media outlets and picked up by people like Congressman Krishnamoorthy, who wants to uh, ban the sale of nicotine products until the COVID-19 pandemic is resolved. Uh, it, it's lo- it's crazy. It's based on uh, it's based on nothing. And they go over like point by point. I'll have a link to this in the description if you want to read the whole thing. But they go over point by point. Implausible testing counts no difference in COVID-19 possibility. Uh, let's see, the rate for never users was 14%. For e-cigarette users, it was 13.1%. Almost identical. Implausible statistics, unrepresentative sample. It's 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 kind of a tough, you know, it's a little bit of a tough love uh, letter that was written there, uh, but it's all for, you know, the idea that, Scientists uh, and doctors need to hold each other accountable and peer review. How are you doing, Sergio? Shout out, Sergio. I'm glad you're here, man. Hold each other accountable for this sort of, you know, information or data or misinformation, as it were, that gets put out there and picked up by mainstream media news outlets and congressmen that then put legislation, you know, that pose legislation based on this bad information. It's a really good letter, a a really very good letter. So like I said, I'll throw that down in the description. Uh, One more thing I wanted to mention, and we're going to spend literally zero time on this because I really would like to talk to Wayne. He's just waiting over here patiently. He looks really very bored, really very bored. So I want to get Wayne on here as soon as possible. But the 2020 National Youth Tobacco Survey, uh, some data... Some data came out of it, and look, youth vaping is down. As Ethan Nadelman has pointed out here on Twitter, uh, vaping is down. Current use is down from 27.5% to 19.6% among high school students. Uh, Daily use of middle school students, 0.5%. Now, they haven't released all of the data, and they likely won't for a little while, uh, but next week here on Tuesday Bro Tuesday, we're going to have the uh, the great and powerful Danielle Jones back on, and we're going to do uh, a little bit of a deep dive as much as we possibly can into as much information as we possibly can regarding the 2020 National Youth Tobacco Survey. But youth vaping down, not just down, way down, substantially down. And keep in mind that this is down before... All of these, uh, you know, sort of flavor bans that have happened. This this information was gathered before all that. This information is get was gathered pre-quarantine, pre-COVID. Really interesting stuff. So, like I said, you guys, next week, I'm going to have the great and powerful Danielle Jones back here. And we're going to be talking all about the 2020 National Youth Tobacco Survey stuff. Okay, I promise. Last thing. Last thing, Wayne. I promise. Last thing I wanted to throw out there. This is just a great document to have. I'm going to drop it in the description of this video and I'm going to put it in the chat right there. How about that? How about a boosh for that? This is, uh, I believe, curated by Charles Gardner on Twitter. If you don't follow him, you should. He's a good guy. I'd love to get him on this, uh, on this Tuesday Bro Tuesday program. But this is where a lot of sort of uh, public health organizations land on vaping. And you can see Public Health England says this. Uh, The British Medical Association says this. British Lung Foundation says this. Uh, the The NHS says this. The New Zealand Cancer Society says this. The German Federal Institute for Risk Assessment, if you want to know what they think of vaping, it's right here. And they're all hyperlinked. So you can go directly to the the document or the literature that explains their stance on vaping. Not surprising. They're all overwhelmingly positive. Even the FDA on here says that, uh, make no mistake about it. We see the possibility of ends to provide a potentially less hard, less hazardous alternative for currently addicted adult smokers. It's all here, black and white, clear as crystal. And I think this is just a great document that exists and I'm glad that it exists. So I'm going to put that in the description for you guys uh to check out. And yeah, you don't know nicotine. Absolutely. As you said in the chat there, Jim Bubba. It's got a release date now. In fact, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Here, let me close this out. Let me bring this over. Let me let me expand this chat. Uh let's bring on our guest over here. You might have heard of you might have heard of him. Uh he puts uh everything on his YouTube is like this salmon coral pink color that I think is just fantastic. So I tried to use that in the thumbnail as much as I could because I'm jealous that he gets to use such a cool color. But let's bring on, uh, let's bring on our. Ge- Hi, Wayne Walker.
1: Hey man, what's up? What's going on, bro? Just
0: chilling, you know. I I'm figured, so happy uh, you
1: noticed the color, the coral pink color.
0: Yeah, it's a good color. I really like that. It's like a. Uh, hang on, I'm going to turn down your set There we go. Now we're now you look like a human. That's my bad. There you go. It's Very kind nice. of like a. I don't know. I, I like uh, design and design aesthetic stuff. I really like the whole DIY or dye aesthetic. That coral color—it's a very like mid-century sort of color.
1: Yeah, and I really you don't like how it. don't know much that means to me that you enjoy that. I spend yeah. a lot of time trying to develop like a look to the brand. Yeah, and I think uh, I don't know. I, no one really ever brings it up, so I'm very happy that the first thing you brought was the color. Because I was very, I was also very happy about the color when I found it. It's a like, good the salmon i called it i like to call it salmon
0: salmon it's a bold color it's a bold move i mean especially in vaping when you yeah. know everything's like black
1: yeah well Just that was my black. original logo It was black and white yeah and then i was like this is we need we need to spice it up a little bit
0: we need a little bit of color in this vape world yeah. and you ch- and you went with the salmon yeah i like it That's well, it's a good it's a good move it's a baller move. I, here, let me ask you. I have one question for you right out of the gate.
1: Sure. If you don't DIY, will you die? <laughs> I you, you possibly could develop some diseases that may lead to death. You know.
0: <laughs> sure. Oh, I guess from uh, smoking cigarettes.
1: Right. Oh. But the whole the whole sort of yeah the whole sort of like idea behind the name was it was sort of like a. Kind of dramatic way to put it as at the time of vaping it was almost seemed as if a lot of people felt diy was one of the only ways that they could stay off smoking
0: sure they sure. weren't
1: quite satisfied with whatever was on the market or their local shop juices sure and um i kind of like the ring that it had to it so just stuck with it and it kind of is a little bit more prof- prof- prophetic more nowadays than maybe previously but
0: yeah, what well, really is? Well, you know, a lot of people, you're positioned real well because a lot of people are already talking, well, I'll just DIY, you know. Yeah. Post PMTA, we're going to DIY all these liquid vendors shutting down. Nothing's getting through the PMTA. Some stuff will, yeah. but a lot of people I are mean, DIYing, you know.
1: This was also something that people said for years, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like uh, 2016 came around, I'll just DIY. Yeah. You know, another thing happens, I'll just DIY. But I mean, the numbers show—at least from my statistics—very few actually just DIY. So at least we're here spreading some some word here. If there, this is an option for you, if you know yeah. whatever reason you can't get your juice or you know, you can make it yourself. It's it's not very yeah, difficult.
0: You can make it yourself. Do you now? Do you exclusively vape just your own DIY mixes? You make you sprinkle in some commercial juice in there.
1: Yeah, pretty much. There's there's not there was a point where I was buying a lot of commercial juice just to kind of see what the market was like. Uh I would say a lot less recently. Um, But for the most part, I'm either like testing recipes, I'm testing flavorings, I'm testing different batches and vaping like my own personal juice. Once you kind of lock in your all day vape that you make yourself, it takes a lot to kind of pull you away from that. Sure. Um, Sure. And that's kind of this, that's kind of where I've been at, but you know, I do try to, I do try to make an effort to try at least like the bigger popular ones that people would suggest me, Hey, you got to try, you know, unicorn milk or something. And then I'll try my best to go out and test it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you find yourself thinking I could, I could make that juice. Like something comes across your table. It's like, Oh, have you tried a whatever brown sugar, whatever dream from this company? And you think I I could probably do that. I could probably just make
1: that. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, Sometimes I get a commercial juice in, and I'm actually really impressed that i they'll use something that I just have never tasted uh sure. in or they'll hit a profile like there's a juice called it was I don't know if they're still around it's called uh Da Vinci by Artemis or it might be Artemis by da Vinci. I'm not exactly sure, but it was <laughs> cookie dough, and this was a white whale of mine for a long time. This juice was spot on cookie dough. it had like that sort of like granular sugar texture to it. It was oh. so impressive so impressive and i just could never figure out i've never come across any flavorings that tasted like it i've never crossed any combination of flavorings that tasted like it so that's always a treat when a company does sort of impress me like that um and that's kind of like why i liked going after the commercial juices and Mm -hmm. my community is pretty good at recommending juices that are um you know impressive to a mixer you know what i mean right you know you might not necessarily vape it all day, but the way that they put it together is impressive. And they've yeah. done a good job at like recommending some juices like that.
0: I feel like there's definitely more like <laughs> complex juices out there. And then yeah. there's just, I'm sure you've come across it just real, real simple juices where, where you taste yeah. it and you go, this is probably two ingredients max. Yeah. But it's in yeah, you know, a 60 ml bottle. That. That's $24.
1: yeah right four dollars lots of sweetener
0: yeah Um, lots of sweetener you're not a sweetener fan i was just watching one of your videos today about sweetener and percentages and you were talking about like fractions of percentages you're like half a percent too much
1: too much sweetener (laughs) well i I like a half a percent of sweetener but no more than that i and i think a half a percent and i'm actually pretty liberal on the sweetener there's a lot in the diy community no sweetener at all. It's the yeah. sweetest thing ever. And I've actually come around to it. I didn't use sweetener when I first started mixing for a few years. And then actually once I started developing for more companies, I guess I found it to be, it's very forgiving. So you can make a pretty good recipe and then mm-hmm. you just add like a half a percent or a percentage of sweetener. And all of a sudden it's now like 10 times more present. It's sure. so much more saturated. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, well, this I see why they use it. <laughs> it <This laughs> right. works really good.
0: So it's, 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 I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, real ignorant, I guess, just to the, to the whole DIY world as far sure. as I've never really mixed liquids like way back in the day, maybe 2011, 2012, I did a little bit of DIY. I think I have two videos on YouTube that are like, Hey, let's mix some juice, but they never turned out great. Mm-hmm. Is it more diff It's obvious. I guess it's more difficult to mix a liquid and have it be, that really good premium type of liquid without using sweetener. That's, that's yeah. a harder skill to master.
1: Yeah, for sure, 100%. Um, in fact, I've gotten to a point where new mixers would come in and they're just like, and this is almost on a daily basis. Why is it my juice tasting like it is on the shelf? Why isn't it as strong? or as, Why is my flavor lacking? And right. the answer most of the time is, you know, you're just not adding sweetener. You're mm-hmm. just used to that soup, sort of saturated flavor and you're probably using an rda that doesn't accentuate flavors very well so you just need to add some sweetener and that is most of the time going to answer it for them another another answer is they just need to simplify their recipes so like those simple juices on the shelf that have like some sweetener in it they do really well because that's just the way to get the most flavor the most presence out of a out of a juice Mm -hmm. and um you know that sells when there's so many different variations on different types of rda's people have different oils and if you can have a juice that'll stick out in pretty much anything no matter how complex it is it'll do pretty well and i think that's why like a lot of naked did really well because they actually added a level of complexity i think to their juices Mm -hmm. while also keeping that nice presence and um and then on the other side the candy king sort of very linear candied super sweet. And like, you can put that in anything and you'll taste it, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, for like, maybe there's like two different, a few different like subsets of different vapors, like people who desire a little bit more complexity or subtleness to their liquids. And then groups of people that just, you know, like Dwayne is this way. Own Boy OC is this way where he just says, I just want, I want candy. I just want the sweetest juice possible. Just yeah, give me sweet liquids. And I think maybe that is more like, mass appealing mm-hmm. in a way i mean i just think of it like i would think of beer like mm-hmm. sure everybody's gonna drink a bud light because it's a bud light but not necessarily yeah. everybody's gonna drink the you know expensive coconut bourbon you know fucking pineapple stout type pineapple of thing. with
1: like twigs and berries and, <laughs> twigs you know twigs and
0: potting soil
1: <laughs> yeah exactly the the dew from that was dripping off the you know sierra mountains or whatever yeah yeah um, not,
0: not everybody's gonna drink that
1: and i think i think that's why vaping has become so fucking explosive during like maybe that 2013 2014 2015 era maybe sure, 2014 sure. 2015 more there was such a level of depth in the amount of flavors that you could choose from. Cause there was a lot of good, simple stuff. There was a lot of really like boundary pushing, uh, complex stuff. And you just had your pick. I mean, you could walk into a shop and they were making their own juice and Yeah, they could have some really insane flavors. Yeah. And then right next to it, just like the simple one. Cause my dad, he doesn't really vape any of my stuff cause it's he's usually just like, I just want bubble gum. I just want, you know, tobacco. Right. And I'm always like, well, try this. It has a little vanilla and whiskey notes. And he's like, no, no, no. (laughs) But but I think that's why it was so explosive because it, it fits such a wide appeal at the same time catering to a hobbyist sort of enthusiast market. And when you have like those levels of dynamics in your market, it just shoots. It just skyrockets. It was so... I don't know. I, I'm sure you feel this way, but watching that vaping market from I started in like around 2013, 2014, sure, and then just watching it explode into what it was like the height of vaping, maybe 2018. Yeah, it was just so fun to watch. It was a beautiful experiment in capitalism. It really, it, really,
0: yeah, a hundred percent. I, you know, and I did a video about this, and it was it's the it was the perfect the perfect experiment in, in capitalism and the free market. Yeah. And the idea that this is a consumer driven product, innovated by consumers, uh, you know, mostly self regulated. I mean, yeah. the majority of it was self regulated. You know, when we kept hearing about diacetyl and things like this, manufacturers stopped putting diacetyl in their liquids because that's what the consumer wanted. Yeah. Child proof bottles wasn't mandated for a very long time, but we put our stuff in child proof bottles. Yep. Revis- yeah, it was.
1: It- it was awesome. It was awesome seeing that industry kind of blossom in that way. And I think that's also why it just added to the level, like that exponential growth it had, mm-hmm. because anyone could get into it. And for some reason, it just inspired you to want to become part of it. You wanted a piece of the action. Yeah. You wanted to, You and it wasn't necessarily just to make money. It was like, you just wanted to be a part of this thing that was happening, yeah. that was helpful, that was, you know, all ages, like anyone from 18 to 60, 70 years old. Uh, There's so much you can get into. And I think that's why it stings so much seeing the government kind of ignore all that. And, and a lot yeah. of these policies being made, they just completely gloss over. And I, I'm I'm a little bit more frustrated on the right wing side because it's like, look, this is your, the most perfect market. This is what yep. you stand for. This is it here. You need to be championing this industry. And they kind of, you know, the optics of it, they kind of just put it on the back burner. Yeah.
0: um, And then, you know, there's subtlety to it as well that uh, it seems like a lot of politicians and a lot of lawmakers don't understand. And when you're in the industry and you see that, oh, well, this person, you know, they they stopped using heroin and got clean through vaping. You know, yeah, that's just another subtlety of it that. You know, nobody seems to get. Nobody seems to understand. Everybody nowadays just fucking wants, you know, cook, you know, good, bad, mm-hmm. no subtlety, right? Yeah, I, wrong. That's it.
1: I was, uh, I, I had addiction problems um, early on, and I say this a lot in my videos, but like one of the things that helped me through, not necessarily through my addiction, because I've kind, kind of overcome it at that point. Even though you never really do, but it helped me kind of keep my hands busy and keep my mind focused without Mm -hmm. having to wander into Mm -hmm. that's, you know, the, the idle hands are the devil's playground. And I know so many people that come to the community and they're just like, yeah, you know, I was addicted to oxys. I was addicted to heroin meth. And now, you know, I stay busy and like, I want to do things and I, I don't, I don't even think about it. Yeah. And it's just so powerful. It's like, there's just so many facets. There's the community aspect of it. There's the product aspect of it, the creativity aspect. It's, it's so, it's such a beautiful market. And I still expect it, like I'm pretty hopeful, you know, it seems a lot of and gloom now, but I am hopeful. And I hope a lot of people listening kind of get that vibe. Like a lot of us are hopeful, you know, we've been in it for a while, we've seen a lot, but we are still hopeful. It's not completely going to die out. I don't think anyone should expect that.
0: It couldn't, it couldn't possibly. It's, it's too big. Uh, too global there's too many vapors and honestly it's too appealing
1: to smokers
0: it's too good it's just too good and like you were saying there's so many different facets and aspects of it that when you come into vaping it it it, like the nicotine and the and the getting off of cigarettes almost becomes like it's so easy that it just becomes secondary you know because it's like you can get into DIYing. You can get into coil building. If you're a techie person, then you like, like the techie sort of DNA 250, 250 C aspects of it. And there's, you know, building for mech mods and stacked stacked mechs. Like there's just so many different, you know, niche niches. Am I saying that right? I don't think I am. Niches. Niche, niches. Niches. There's just so many different niches in it that uh, I mean, honestly, there's something for everybody. There's something for everybody to get excited about. It's
1: just Yeah. And, it, yeah and it's, um, yeah, it's just great. <laughs> it really yeah. just, it's just, it's just great. It yeah. really is. Great. It really and is. And I hope great. like more people kind of, you know, over the years, at least the past two years, I've noticed it seemed to as if, as if the community is kind of like settling in and this defeatist attitude has kind of taken hold and I sure. get it. Like, it's not just vaping. The the entire global world is going through a lot right now. Yeah. But I do think like just a quick little nudge back in the community can really set the ball rolling again and get more people excited. And, you know, it, it does rely a lot on having somewhat of an industry and people to kind of find their place in that industry a little bit. Right. And that's going to kind of take a hit. But I still think uh, once people kind of get back to the grassroots and understanding like, oh, it's really just about finding whatever you want to do within vaping to like you said occupy yourself while you quit smoking you know yeah yeah
0: occupy yourself well and you know when we talk about like the peak of vaping because i I think about like like 2016 2017 that was just like i don't think it'll ever be like that again that seemed like just vaping at its at its most decadent you know People were just swarming in left and right and just swarming in. And it didn't even matter. Like in 2016, I could upload any video and people were just anxious to see it like a product or anything related to vape, People were just going crazy. And that aspect of it, I think, you know, for a lot of reasons, is kind of like trailed off, I guess kind of dying down a little bit, you know? And that's yeah, it really took unfortunate. A
1: little bit of a hit. It took a little bit it of a hit. It took a little bit of a hit.
0: And I think it's just from people being scared or misinformed. I mean, you 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 I've seen you do a lot of news and advocacy, and I see you try to keep up with articles and studies and things like that. But it's kind of a daunting process keeping up with all of that, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's I law. mean, that
0: Especially goes Especially when that. you're
1: not like a law professor or a law student and you're right. looking into, you know, law papers or you're not a chemist and you're trying to read like studies about toxicology. Yeah. Then it becomes more, you know, <laughs> difficult to try to keep up with. Yeah. I, it, I find it fun, you know. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun.
0: Right. It is fun. And, it you know, it's just, it's. I find it difficult to focus on like anything else, like I know you do the, you know, all your DIY stuff and your DIY live streams, and you also have another YouTube channel and you're a very busy guy. And I'm thinking, and he also like really does stay up with news and advocacy. And it just, it just feels like a daunting task. I don't know how, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I do it sometimes.
1: <clears throat> I, I know what helped was finding a workflow. Um, there was a point where I got overburdened. Like I hit like a YouTube burnout before like YouTube burnout was sort of like an unknown thing. Right, right. And um, I was doing like the website. I was doing articles for the website. I was doing like an e-magazine. I was doing videos. I was starting another side thing and trying to keep up with like commercial clients all at the same time and doing a couple podcasts. Yeah. And I realized like my workflow was just like in the way and if I could figure out how to streamline a lot of this I could probably get a lot of it done and focus my attention on a lot of it but I I ended up having to like cut some things out Mm -hmm. making sure like okay spending this much time on editing like six hours on editing is just not acceptable yeah (laughs) that's yeah exactly that's too much
0: that's just way too much well that's and And that's the conclusion I came to with my vlog too was you know at one point my vlog was taking me three days to get done like Monday uh, was filming, Tuesday was filming, Wednesday was all day editing, and then I would upload it so that on Thursday it was like ready to go and it's like a 2-hour long pre-edited thing and I just kept looking at it like this is taking my whole life. Yeah. This this
1: one thing too much. Yeah, you it's too much and then like I I know I know you you've been live streaming when I started doing the live stream. I don't know when I started doing it, but I pretty much like almost exclusively a live streamer now. Yeah. Um, and I found like, wow, this really opens up a lot in yes. terms of you're not really editing anything. You know that that editing is kind of out there. So it opened up a lot of areas for me to like focus on other things that I've deemed Worthier, you know, than editing. Sure. So, like, sure. I, I'm trying to do this pro this project, the master class, which is basically like everything you ever needed to know about mixing in one spot. So oh. nothing like that really exists right now. No, not at all. Uh, and it's a massive undertaking, and it's it it almost seemed like too big to kind of do myself. But once I kind of figured out, like, all right, I can actually get this done. We just need to just live stream I, that. Produce content's going to have to go out because it just takes too much, too much, too much resources. And honestly, like my numbers, they don't produce, it's not reaping the benefits of producing that much time into it. Sure. So I just like kind of did that trade and I've never been happier in my production. Like I love live streaming. It's been such a blast doing it, you know.
0: It's really fun. It, It is really fun. And I had never live streamed like, shit, I don't even remember when I started live streaming. I think it was in 2018. I think I yeah. switched over the vlog to in 2018 to a live stream. And then I put in the Tuesday bro Tuesday live stream. And for a while I was doing like a Wednesday live stream, but it's, it was like a whole new learning curve for me because all I had done up until that point, And I mean, I started this in 2009. So all I had really done for like nine years was pre-shot, mm-hmm. edited, uploaded content. And then suddenly you're live and it's like a whole new world. It's fun, but Mm -hmm. I had, I had a hard time uh, kind of adapting to it at the, at the very beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also found it to be kind of scarier, you know, scarier. Yeah. You don't have the safety of editing. You don't have the safety of a 10 minute video. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) you, You live stream for like a few hours and, you're going to get in debates. You're going to get into some things that maybe you wouldn't have gotten into if you would have just, oh, well, here's like five minutes of me talking about this. Juice right. Or sure.
0: Here's like a scripted um, thing where I know exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. And I it's know the outcome. I already yeah.
1: know what, how people are going to react to yep. it. Uh, but that, that's kind of what I liked oh, about man. live streaming. That's that's why I've kind of stuck with it. I like that dynamic. I like the interaction a lot. Yeah. And um, I think it benefited more towards this type of content as well but we'll see because i do miss like we were talking earlier i do kind of miss making some produced videos so i'm gonna try to make a little bit more i really miss it i try to maintain
0: like at least one like review a week Mm -hmm. like all my focus is always on the live stream and i just go from one live stream to the next like monday and tuesday it's like all right i'm getting ready for tuesday bro tuesday then i prep for the vlog on thursday you know but I try. I'm trying to fit like at least one a week, edited, review, old school, just shot and edited and uploaded, because I, I find yeah. cer there's a certain level of satisfaction that I get from that, where you can really, like, craft something. Mm-hmm.
1: You know that almost like cerebral. You know. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. I I, I need to kind of commit to like that like a one like a one a week or maybe a couple a month yeah because like I mean, the live stream it's it's so chaotic especially like my live streams like i've been doing karaoke i've been going nuts i have a soundboard now and i just left yeah let fire soundboard, off
0: yeah you use that <laughs> it, thing uh yeah generously use that soundboard yeah well, and you,
1: you stream on uh twitch yeah oh well, i stream on twitch and youtube how's, um, how's that been, go? how's twitch it's been fun so far I've always kind of worried about Twitch just because it's Twitch and they're kind of bipolar in how they deem who's worthy to be on the platform. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I've enjoyed it and I, it just has much better chat interaction tools. Like you can have like a bunch of like loyalty point systems that YouTube just for some reason, they don't track that stuff. Um, so I've been like pushing my audience, like, Hey, it's better quality. It looks sure, better. It sounds sure. better. If you want, head over to Twitch and view me there. And it's actually benefited. A lot of people have kind of made the jump over there with me, which is, which is nice. I didn't expect that really.
0: That's cool. That's fun. You know, people, that's one of the things that people keep telling me like, Oh, you should uh, give Twitch a try. And I'm just thinking, uh like I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, come on i i feel i'm you know i'm not getting any younger i'm 43 i already feel out of touch with technology and things like that and just the idea like i just now i'm getting comfortable with streaming on youtube why why are you (laughs) gonna make me why are you gonna make me go to twitch why are you gonna make it is
1: like a young man's platform it's it does it
0: feels like a young man's platform
1: i'm too old I, i even feel old on there sometimes (laughs)
0: I'm going to do let's do a couple of these super chats that popped up while we were chatting there Uh, Southern Comfort, uh, appreciate you they'll say anything uh, if it's bad about tapping, I think you meant meant to say vaping maybe not, it doesn't matter if it's true or not because it makes their big tobacco stocks rise and it pisses me off yeah, that's that's what you always see is uh, big tobacco stocks going up every time more vape regulations get announced and that's not a, that's not a coincidence. Uh, Gerardo H., that's very gracious of you. Hey, Grim, That's Gerardo. Hope you're having a good week and are having good vibes. You'll probably have another, what? You'll probably have another knife heading your way soon. What? Thank you, Gerardo. I will always take another knife. I like knives. I, I like knives. I like when people send me knives. I always solicit knives. Just a knife guy, I guess. Uh, For British eyes only, if one person loves Candy King, King, it's Dwayne, own boy OC. Yeah. Uh, Look, he does. And you can't hold that against him. You know, this is one of those, like, I I can't stand it when people gatekeep things. And I think gatekeeping vaping is just one of the dumbest things. Like, oh, you vape Candy King and, and you like look down on someone who vapes Candy King. It's like, What's the matter with you? What's wrong with you? Just let them vape that and be happy. Come on. Just let them. Southern Comfort, that's pronounced niche, is it? Michelle Lynn texted me and said that I said it correctly the first time, Southern Comfort, so I'm not sure. Now I, now I don't know what to think. So much fake news out there. Johnny, very gracious of you. Seeing, in, seeing as how F.A. band together and fought for flavors, it makes me humiliated to be in Massachusetts where we just sit back and let Baker take us for fools congrats to Florida yeah you know Florida the Florida vapors really did come together uh, they had uh the help of the vapor technology Association kind of behind them really pushing in Florida uh, VTA was a was an integral part of that flavor band getting uh, vetoed Southern comfort so that's because twitch is run by a transgender person who identifies as a deer that is true like the gospel is it I mean, I mean, that doesn't bother me. That that doesn't bother me. I just care about what they think about vaping. Yeah. Deer. Oh, I read it right the first time, Southern Comfort. In fact, I'm so dyslexic, I saw the correct spelling of deer before you spell-checked me. <laughs> Has Twitch said anything weird, Wayne, about vaping? What's in their rules about vaping or nicotine or something
1: like that? Uh, from what I've seen, you can do, I think as long as you don't, promote the use of drugs or alcohol, then you're fine. And, and, and there's like weed streamers. There's streamers oh, there's that drink weed streamers. streamers. Yeah. Uh, I think as long as you're not like, Hey kids, you know, do this. Right. Or you're not, uh, as long as you're not too crazy, but you, that's the problem with the problem with anything really YouTube, YouTube as well. It's just like, it's so you just never know. They can really do whatever they want. And I, yeah, think You're Uh just never with an adult product. You're just never gonna feel safe anywhere, really. That's why I have the website, luckily. But right, even then, it's like you know. Well, and
0: and YouTube just makes their rules so vague that it can kind of it can kind of be whatever. You know, when I upload a video like a review, I have to mark it as drug paraphernalia, like showing uh something showing the effects of drug paraphernalia and youtube's like okay that's okay you can do that
1: i'm glad you said that because i didn't know if i if i should have done that because i've just been like just don't even monetize it now oh okay but because i didn't know i was like is this drug paraphernalia and and if i choose drug paraphernalia will i not be allowed to show it like i wasn't just not very clear
0: it's really, yeah, it's really very unclear. But you know, and the reason, I, see I was considering doing the same thing, just don't monetize your videos. But then what happens is if your videos aren't monetized, then YouTube doesn't show them to people or recommend them in similar videos. So there, if there, if there was like Dave's DIY video and Wayne's not monetized, so why is YouTube gonna show this subscriber of Dave a Wayne video because YouTube's not going to make money off of Wayne's video. They promote it less and it shows up less in the search and it shows up less on people's, you know, suggested videos and things like that. So I try to monetize as much as possible, but I also have to say that it's drug paraphernalia.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to start doing that. I did notice like a dip when I stopped monetizing it. Yeah. And I, people like, Oh, for some reason I never see your videos anymore. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Maybe that's
0: why. It's purely YouTube. It's purely, you know, it's purely like they can't make money off of it. So why uh, why bother? Oh, shit, I'm going to have to look into Twitch, man.
1: Yeah, Twitch has to been to pretty fun. Twitch.
0: You know, there's these apps or there's these programs you can, you know, God, I sound like such a boomer right now. You know, there's these applications you can get that they let you stream on all the platforms at once. So you yeah, can that's stream to to face, you stream to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch just in one fell swoop.
1: Yeah, that's how I have mine going.
0: Oh, that's how you do yours.
1: Yeah, I, I was sure. actually streaming to Instagram Live as well at one point. Really? But, yeah, they had it set up though where it was vertical, so like I couldn't move my head too much, otherwise. It oh would cut right,
0: you. <laughs> yeah, you have to stay. But completely it was like, it
1: was Yeah, it was working though. Wow. Um, so you can like I mean it. it you know there's value in that but there's also value in just like I'm on YouTube and you can find me here on YouTube you know what right, i mean right right uh, so you know it it kind of it is what it is there's there's pros and cons to, to both yeah. ways
0: well let me ask you this what's one of the things that like drew you to DIY, you know, cause we were talking about earlier, people find certain hobbyist aspects. You know, some people are just, they have a predilection to building and they want to become coil builders and they want to build framed gargoyle hoof coils. Yeah. What was it that you were like, no, DIY. I want to be the DIY guy. That's what I like.
1: Well, I was um, in the food industry working in fine dining oh, at the time. And i love the industry like i love i love the food industry i think it's awesome it's a shame what's going on right now because of the pandemic but i yeah. love the industry I, and i'm also just like a naturally sort of analytical critical type of person sure and sure. um it kind of lent itself perfectly to fill that need in the industry because i really enjoyed vaping i wanted to start producing content for the industry And I saw myself as like, well, there's no one really doing these types of videos. I'm starting to get into this really enjoyed it. So maybe I'll start producing videos and maybe that'll fill a need in the market and kind of carve out my own niches. At the time that I started doing videos, there was a I think it was around maybe um, Ruby Roo and Matt. Stuck my mod were maybe about a year or so in i'm not exactly sure sure and it just seemed like too saturated for me to kind of just start doing reviews yeah so i was like i can just i I can probably figure out a way to make juice tutorials like diy tutorials and once i started doing that it started to kind of pick up and i was able to fill that need and i really stuck with and i just enjoyed the 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 community around it as well and it kind of just this was, I was like, this is where, this is definitely where I belong. You know, yeah I, I didn't, I had no interest in like modding or coil building or anything like that. It was like, I, I definitely want to make juice, critique juices and just talk about how to make other juices with other mixers. yeah So I kind of just stuck to that lane. Yeah. See,
0: that's rad. Well, and taste is yeah. such like a subjective thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's times where you you say this mix, whatever I just mixed, I love it. It is baller, legit and then people will go i i tried that same thing and it it tastes like dog armpits you know what's up with that why do you have terrible taste in liquids
1: like that well that was actually um a challenge it is it was it's still prevalent like it's just a challenge to kind of
0: right because you can't please all the people all the time
1: well it's more so like a banger you know it's not just like you can't it's not just that it's more it was more the challenge came is from like how do i display objectively what i'm tasting and that that challenge kind of i got a lot better at it throughout the years and i think that's why a lot of people gravitated towards my content because i was getting better at trying to objectively define a recipe objectively define a flavor because i can just always be like you know uh this tastes like strawberry and i love strawberry and it tastes good But like, yeah, yeah, yep. You know what I mean? Like, is it juicy? Does it have like a finish to it? Does it linger? Right. Is the strawberry akin to like raspberry? Is there any depth to it? Yeah. And then I kind of got better at that, and I was like, oh, this is kind of the way that food critics—that's how food critics really get popular. They're able to kind of make your mouth water because you can actually read what they're saying. Yeah. And you can put it into action. You know.
0: It's what's an interesting thing. Go, you know, talking about tasting things objectively and that's yeah it's not an easy thing to do yeah it, it, you it's have tough. to learn I mean I spent uh three years doing that uh for Starbucks I was, a, I was a coffee taster at Starbucks me and my boss Doug we were the two coffee tasters for the roasting plant and you had to a lot of the times I mean the majority of the time like take your personal preference out of it it's like mm-hmm. you know you might not like Indonesian coffees tough shit now you're going to taste 300 of them in a row and objectively mm-hmm. rate them and talk about the acidity level and the earthiness and the mouthfeel of it objectively without going this is gross yeah it's difficult
1: yeah that actually sounds like an amazing job as well it was, sounds- it was
0: it was one of the best jobs i ever had
1: yeah that sounds of the awesome best jobs I, ever had.
0: I was in a big room uh we had tables and I hand roasted all these small batches of coffee every single day. And then we would taste them the following day. And I had my little office in there and a stereo and I just listened to music all day long. And it was just me and my boss in there. And we just tasted coffee all day. It was great. It sounds so fucking awesome. Yeah, man. it was great. It was fantastic. You spit, <laughs> you slurp the coffee off of a spoon. You know, there's a whole brewing method to it. You have to You you, you know, you grind it really fine into these little glass cups. You pour the boiling water over it. You let it steep. You kind of give it a stir, like a little tiny Turkish coffee almost. Yeah. And you take a big like uh, soup spoon and you get some on your spoon. You slurp it with air to aerate it into your mouth. Swish it, spit it into these big spittoons. Repeat like hundreds of times, hundreds and hundreds of times a day.
1: That's amazing.
0: It was a great job. But learning that like subjectivity or even like focusing on one thing, like let's go through and taste all these coffees and just focus on, you know, ignore acidity, ignore flavor, ignore this, just fit, you know, focus on mouthfeel, Mm -hmm. just rate it on mouthfeel. Like that's a really difficult thing to
1: do. Yeah. Especially when it's like, like when you don't like something or even when you like something, you you have to try to describe why you like it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like when I I do juice reviews now, a recipe review. So I have the chat, send me recipes and I do my best to critique it. Yeah. And try to give them advice or, you know, whatever it is. And trying to describe what I like about a recipe or what I don't like about a recipe. It's so challenging because I have my own personal biases and trying to morph that in a way that sounds objective and that, In a way that they can kind of understand it it's really difficult but that's what's fun about it i do think that's kind of where that fun comes in yeah and uh, you do get better at it too it is like a learned skill it really is like a learned skill especially if
0: you you know my boss used to tell me he's like anybody could be a coffee taster it just takes you know doing it and doing it frequently just repetition Mm -hmm. the more coffee you taste the better you'll get at tasting it I'm assuming maybe the same thing works with liquid. I've tasted a billion liquids over my time. And there's just some that might have been objectively good, but I can't get around my bias that I don't like, you know,
1: papaya. Oh yeah.
0: Just can't stand it.
1: There's also in vaping, there's sensitivities. And this is something that I have to tell people all the time. And they email me and they say, Hey, I mixed up this recipe. I tried this juice and it's harsh or this is happening. And I have to explain like, a lot of people we're dealing with our noses so they're very sensitive and there's a lot going on in our in our olfactory glands, yeah, but you may have personal sensitivities where you just can't have strawberry. you just can't right. have papaya, you can't have chocolate. Yeah. it's just it is what it is, yeah, and you kind of have to work around that and some people like, once they hear that, they're like, oh, I get it, I just I can't have strawberry, it sucks, but it is what it
0: is. yeah, that's see that's me with uh any like melon honeydew melon type of flavor. Just I've just never had a good one. They all taste and smell, especially if I inhale and exhale through my nose. I get like this old, like vinyl Halloween mask sort of flavor mm-hmm. from it, like the inside of an old tent. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I know exactly the, that aroma that you're talking. Yeah.
0: I can't get around that with melons, honeydew, and you know, you know more specifically. But I just can't get around it. And people are like, oh, I love this. You know, whatever this melon flavor. And I'm like, I'm thinking, how how can you vape how do you vape that? <laughs> I cannot do that.
1: What's a good I have melon? A, I mean, I like the TFA melon. Okay. I think TFA is, or honeydew melon. I Capella's honeydew melon. I don't do get, get the plastic mask, but I can see why you would get that. Okay. Um, I I I picture that I can like sense that aroma mm-hmm. and I can see how that relates to that flavor profile. Like, do you get band-aid flavors from any juices at all
0: uh uh not that i can like recall a, a long time ago man what was the flavor what was that liquid that i had that tasted like band-aids i can't remember shit
1: was it a chocolate you think
0: uh yeah there was it was a bakery yeah what was in that flavor I ca- i cannot recall it might have been chocolate
1: yeah i sometimes get like a heavy like it tastes exactly like a band-aid from certain chocolates. It's very odd. Um, and that's pretty much it in like my sensitivities. I think I'm a little bit sensitive to cinnamon as well. It kind of hits yeah. my throat a little bit w- weird. Oh
0: yeah, sure, sure.
1: But I'm lucky. There, I mean, in the DIY community, there's this whole saga on people that can't taste strawberry at all. They just can't pick up on it. And they're desperately searching for flavorings wow. that they can taste with strawberry. I would There's be epically
0: that... bummed if I couldn't taste strawberry. I
1: know, I know. Strawberry it's, is like, like a
0: staple of the vape world. It's like everything yeah. has strawberry in it or everything's like a strawberry cheesecake or a strawberry cookie or a strawberry cereal. It's like strawberry is like the, the, the staple yeah. of it's a our pillar, liquids. A pillar it's a pillar of, flavor. of our flavors. <laughs> it really, really that is. is.
1: There's uh, people that can't taste strawberry. The another one is the, um, they get black pepper from like vanilla ice creams. Oh, a lot of vanilla ice creams. It's like interesting. a heavy, yeah, heavy black pepper aroma. And I, those are like the main ones. And I found that they shared those things. So people who were tasting black pepper in like TFA's vanilla ice cream, they would also not be able to taste the strawberry. They would also have a sensitivity to something else. But there, it seemed as if like, that cilantro soap phenomenon yeah. kind of has the same effect in vaping world as well. Or some people just, they have a different sense where they pick up on like those really weird accents.
0: Wow. That's a trick. very odd. Yeah. That's very odd. That's so you can really, imagine, very right?
1: Odd. Trying to define flavors for, for an audience. And you have, that you have to deal with people's sensitivities like some people are tasting fucking band-aids and right uh, band-aids and black pepper yeah (laughs) yeah and then on top of that you have to deal with like the different types of uh, rdas and coils and you know uh, all the different power settings and how that affects the vape and it just becomes like this massive sort of generalization that becomes very challenging but I think once you kind of get it, once you kind of get the overall sensitive or the overall um, consensus on a flavor, then it becomes more, you you kind of, you can kind of put yourself in their shoes a little bit more and you're able to objectively define certain things a little bit better. Right. And um, right. it's been fun yeah. trying to learn that throughout the years. I, I'm not exactly a hundred percent on it, but I do think I'm getting better at it. And I think. Maybe the next few years I'd be I'll be pretty damn good at that. You're
0: just pro, just professional. I try. I'm professional trying. status. No, okay, so what about what about steeping? Uh people tell me, I don't know if this is like a subject that gets often discussed in the DIY community or with it within your your niche niche community. Steeping, yeah. some people swear by it, some people don't. Some people purposefully will steep their liquids. Some people don't care. Some people say, oh, fresh, just fresh and vape it. And Who cares about steeping? Is steeping yeah, I'm kind of on
1: that boat where I personally... So this is the thing with steeping. It's like, it won't make a bad juice good. It'll only make a good juice better. You know what I mean? Oh, um, that's clever. Yeah, it's only going to kind of accentuate your recipe more. It's never going to fix anything. And for some profiles, it does. Like, some tobaccos, some custards. You just have to let them sit, and you know it, there are exceptions to that rule. But for the most part, if your recipe right off a shake doesn't taste very good, chances are it's not going to taste good after Steeping's a
0: month. Or so. is not going to help. Yeah. Does
1: yeah. and does steeping like,
0: uh, you know, nicotine changes the flavor. So if you mix something, from what I understand, again, this is why you're here. If you mix something in zero milligram, it's going to taste different than if you had mixed it with nicotine.
1: Yeah, I noticed that, and I don't know how much of a role steeping plays in that. What's interesting about steeping, I spoke to someone who, he's a chemist at UPenn, and I asked him, I I wanted to know, I was like, what the fuck is steeping? No one really has an answer for it. And he just said, we don't really know. We only have theories as to what it's doing. Right. But my theory is that time and sometimes heat, sometimes oxygen, but mainly time allows the flavor molecules to bind more closely to the VG molecules. So you're essentially creating a more homogeneous solution through time. Okay. And there's been lots of attempts at trying to speed that up, whether it's through like ultrasonic movements and trying to shake it that way or emulsifiers and stuff, but they kind of introduce other externalities that might not work in the same way. So with that said, it's it's this sort of time gate, and when you add nicotine to it, I found that like non-nicotine juices just don't quite have the same presence level. Because I wanted to stop using nicotine for a while, but I just couldn't get the same. It just didn't have the the same experience that even one milligram of nicotine had. Yeah, I'm at two milligrams currently, and I'm actually going to start moving up because I do want to vape less, but. I found like yeah, even one milligram, it just it just felt better. It just and and in turn kind of tasted better.
0: Sure. And I
1: don't know why that is. I don't. You would expect it. You know, a tiny amount of nicotine shouldn't have that much effect, but it does. You just notice it. It's a lot less potent without nicotine. It's very odd. Yeah. It's not necessarily a steeping thing, but more so, I think, just the. Maybe like a chemical reaction thing. I'm not exactly sure. Wow, that's a trip. Yeah, I mean, and I've
0: tasted zero milligram versions of liquids that you know after vaping the nicotine version of it, and it's it is. It's like it's just lacking. It's like yeah. lacking a something. Yeah. It's lacking depth, or I don't. I can't. I don't know how to explain. Yeah,
1: depth. It. Depth is a yeah. Depth is a good way to put it. It's hard to explain because it's not like it's less. It's less satisfying, but it's not less satisfying because it's. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to kind of wrap your head around, but it does help. It does tremendously in impact the entire experience of the vape. Yeah. So when I do my testers, I usually put one milligram in there because I don't like vaping like. When I do a lot of testing, I don't like vaping nicotine all day. Yeah. So I'll just do like say. a little bit. Yeah, one milligram, and that usually that's all you really need if you're just trying to get a general idea of what a juice is going to taste like. And I haven't noticed like. The only thing I've noticed is if you have like if you're trying to mix for a pod or something and you add, you know, 30 to 40 milligrams of nicotine as opposed to three or six, you're going to get a little bit of a difference there. The flavor Mm -hmm. might be the nicotine might taste a little bit more in the 30 and 40, but it's really the biggest difference is from zero milligram to nicotine. You know, that's where I noticed the biggest. Yeah.
0: Salt Nick doesn't. I feel like Salt Nick changes it not in a, as dramatic of a way. Right. Just because, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know why, but you can add 35 milligrams of Salt Nick to something and it doesn't change it as drastically as like if you made it a 12 free base.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's mainly, I I don't know how that works in terms of the flavor. Yeah. But in terms of like the experience, it's, the salt nicks really kind of were interesting. You know, they they played an interesting role in the history of vaping. I mean, do yeah. you could, do you uh, do you use salt nicotine today?
0: Uh, very, very, very sporadically and randomly. Every once in a while. For the most part, I just whatever vape with an RDA. Lately, it's just been billet boxes like crazy. But like, mm-hmm. occasionally, um, I'll just get the hanker in and I'll say, I want to, so I want salt mix. So I'll grab out like a big disposable or some sort of bar, like a rise Mm -hmm. bar and just have one rise bar is worth a 50 milligram. And then when that's done, I go, okay, I'm, you know, I'm over that for now and -hmm. I'll just go back to three and six milligram. It's just, it's just those once in a while things. Uh, and I can't explain it.
1: Yeah. I, I was, um, I was impressed by the salt nicotine when they first kind of came around. I had uh Jake on from uh um nude nicotine, and mm. he was developing it at the time. I don't know if he I don't know if they created the formula for it, but I know he was like working on it and um I was impressed by it because it sounded insane. It was like we you can you can use like thirty to forty milligrams of nicotine, yeah. and it's going to feel like a six. Yeah, and I thought that was insane. It's crazy. But then I kind of, I was kind of just like, you know what? I I actually like just like a three and a six freebase. I just found that more yeah. satisfying than than a uh, than a salt like personally. You know,
0: you know, and I find uh, I find like a six or a twelve freebase in mouth to lung kind of more satisfying as far as the experience goes than with right. a, a really high salt nick like 35, 50 milligram salt nick much yeah. more satisfying 12, 12 milligram i mean the yeah. 12 milligram mouth to lung gives me that like throat hit sensation like you're inhaling something more than air you know uh, carries the flavor i don't know what it is i think it's great great in yeah do you, put, do you do a lot of mouth to lung or do you mostly do uh direct lung stuff what's your preferred vaping style
1: i like direct lung yeah. i, I I'm known for using the Hadley, like all the cyclone mod RDAs. I personally think they're the best ever. I really love your, your recoil too. I love that RDA. Um, But I found like, that's my preferred is just like a simple sort of like side airflow to the coil straight to the mouth. Yeah. But I do love the K-Fun as well. I don't bring it out as much as I used to when I first started quitting or when I first started vaping. I used the K Fun a lot. That was like my main device. And I, it really helped me get off yeah. of smoking.
0: The K Fun's great. It's hard to beat that mouth to lung from a K Fun.
1: Yeah. The flavor just is just so good. off point. Yeah. It's such a great little device. All the I loved all the iterations of it too. You know, some people didn't. They were like, I only like the, you know, yeah. K Fun 2.1 Lite Plus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. People get picky with stuff like that. You know, and it's like I was around. At the like for the very first K Fun, and then the K Fun Light, and then the K Fun mm-hmm. Light Plus, and those like the K Fun Light Plus, the original from 2012 or 2013, I think is still even though you have to unscrew a screw from the bottom of it to fill <laughs> yeah. it up, you know. Remember that? I still think it's the one of the best, if not the best, mouth to lung tanks still. Yeah, it's so like, good. Still, they 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 had lightning in a bottle there.
1: Yeah. Still. Yeah, good. I would agree. It's amazing. But yeah. the top cap fill definitely was uh, a game-changing aspect. <laughs> Those, yeah, that well, screwed in the bottom.
0: Yeah, I, that was I rough. don't know who, who agreed
1: to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know, it was German-engineered, uh, manufactured in Russia, so I'm sure we have <laughs> someone to blame for that. It's but pretty yeah.
1: insane that we actually did that. That it was actually a thing. Yeah. If you think about it
0: take a phillips head screw right out of the bottom so you had to have
1: a screwdriver with you to use it yeah you had to to have a screwdriver
0: i remember flying like cross country with the k-fun and i had to pack a screwdriver with me
1: yeah just because you remember the trick where he was like you closed off the holes and you flipped it upside down or something filled it up and then turned it back over to use it you could do that as well yeah you could i forget what the the order of operations were, but it was, <laughs> that it was very like was. Swiss engineering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit! Uh, let me do a couple of these super chats here that popped in when we were chatting. Uh, let's see, meaty keyboard. How you doing, man? Uh, glad you're here. Three smart fellows. They all feel smart. They all felt smart together. They all felt smart. They all felt smart together. Look, is that from a thing? Is that a reference that I'm not getting? Meaty keyboard. Three smart fellows. They all felt smart. They all felt smart together. I guess I agree with some of those things. Joshua, that's very gracious of you. Still vaping the Yig clone. Uh, picked some up myself. Yeah, uh, if you did pick up some Yig, you have some of the the most well-steeped Yig in the universe. I am still vaping that Yig clone. I actually talked to Sifu about it and uh, gave him some some f- some flavor notes. Of, the, of my juice that he cloned. I gave him some flavor notes. We're going to try a version two of it. But uh, yeah, I'm still vaping. It's still good. Uh, Kelsey, very gracious of you. You didn't say anything. You didn't have to. I'll just give you a little fist bump there. Appreciate it. Southern Comfort says, uh, yeah, stream to Pornhub live. You'll get away with anything. <laughs> I don't true. feel like people would watch vape videos on Pornhub. I feel like that's not why people are there exactly. <laughs> I feel like if I was on Pornhub... And if they served me like a Grim Green video, I would just be severely disappointed. And I'd probably start hating Grim Green for being on Pornhub. What are you doing? Messing up my whole mojo here. Uh, Kelsey, one more. Kelsey, two more. Hi, Grim. Can you please say happy birthday to Tony? Uh, TBT is on in our living room every week. Thank you for all you do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Happy birthday, Tony. Tony. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who Tony is, but I'm assuming it's someone hanging out right now with Kelsey. And I'm glad you're watching Tuesday, bro. Tuesday, and happy birthday, happy birthday, Tony. I hope you have a great day, Steve. That's very gracious of you. Uh, thank you, Wayne, for inspiring so many other DIY shows and making this community possible. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. And you know, that's one of those things that I'm you're one of those YouTubers that I'm really just glad exists because it seems like, it seems like vape YouTubers are just jumping off and changing their whole channel and doing something else. You know, it's like what Rip tried to do where he's like, I'm done vaping. I'm just going to do inspirational videos. And then literally a month later, he's like, well, I'm back. (laughs) All right. You know, uh, and it's good. It's important to have that like, you know, I think one of the things that makes DIY successful is that ability to talk and converse and have like a discussion around it like, oh, you use 2% this. I should I'm going to try that. I'm going to fine tune my recipe and you can fine tune your recipe and it's like it's a very communal thing and I think that helps yep. with the DIY.
1: Oh, absolutely. It it's it's awesome. The community is really great. A lot of the times the community can be a little pretentious and elitist and gatekeeping Ugh. but that's usually comes with any sort of like any sort of niche community you know you yeah kinda, yeah kinda get that and in the at least in the juice making scene the result of that is a better sort of product it is a pushing the boundaries type of thing yeah and it does kind of give i don't know i i, I kind of like how there's there's that sort of aspect to it and for the for the most part it's mainly just people just being creative and just sharing things with each other and then if you want to take it that step further you can kind of get into the minutia of it and really kind of all right let's see if we can figure out how to do this really weird sort of jamaican drink that i once had as a child or something
0: <laughs> right or try to recreate it
1: yeah it's and like it just a group gets super nerdy with it and just go nuts and it's pretty cool
0: yeah dang See, every time I run across your videos or every time Instagram serves me one of your videos, I think I want to I want to try that. I've never really like DIYed and you know, the flavors of the liquids is was the thing within vaping that I thought, you know, I I found the most interesting. Wasn't like mm-hmm. I don't want to be a modder. I can't build coils. I can review products, but really the liquids are what keep you coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the most
1: interesting part of it to me. So I'd like to try
0: DIYing at some point.
1: I think you should. Let me ask you. Ask what? Because this is, this is something I've always worked on since day one is, is trying to make it more appealing. Yeah. And I want to know just from you personally, what is the barrier exactly? Like, what do you think stops you from making that order to get all the ingredients in and to kind of jump into it? Is it just like the scope of it all?
0: Yeah, it seems... Uh... It seems to me to be a little overwhelming, yeah. Just to start off with, and that's why I liked. Uh, like for a while, I was mixing up. In fact, I have some here. I wanted to show, see if I'm doing this right. I have some Water Malone. Oh yeah. I got a full. This is a full bottle. I came across two full bottles of this concentrate, and I wanted to make some three milligram of it. And I have a three milligram, you know, e liquid barn basics. This seemed like. It's not quite like DIY. It's mm-hmm. like, sure, you're mixing up one bottle into another bottle and you shake it up and you vape it, but it's not putting a beaker on a scale. I don't know. You don't use beakers, right? Just you, could. Bottles. you could. Okay. Putting it on a scale and measuring out this many grams. Is that how you measure it? See, yeah. this is how much I know about <laughs> DIY. <laughs> yeah.
1: You get the grams out,
0: yeah. Kitchen scale, measuring this much PG, this much BG, this much nicotine, these Mm -hmm. many grams. Because back in the day when I did any DIY, you know, everybody was just measuring in drops. All the recipes that I came across on ECF were like, add 15 drops of peach berry cobbler, add 12 drops of this. And that Mm -hmm. should be kind of what, you know, what you're going for. It wasn't like an exact measurement it was drops.
1: Yeah. And you had to make sure that everyone's drops were somewhat standardized. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. Standardized drops. And and honestly, my experience with DIY in the past is kind of what makes me feel overwhelmed by it now in that in the past, I would make like, eight to 10 liquids that were just basically unvapable, just gross, just seemed like a good idea at the time. And then you're like, well, that was way too much of this and way too much of this. And now this is gross. And now I've wasted nicotine, PG, VG and flavorings on something I'm never going to vape, you know?
1: Yeah. That seems to be, it seems to still be kind of the barrier now is the scope of it all. The one shots that I produced we're trying to kind of introduce people into the system of DIY just to kind of show it is an option right? other than other than like, you know, you, you don't, you also don't have to go down the route where it's like you're adding every individual ingredient yourself. You can just also DIY with just a bottle that's already pre-mixed for you. You just pour it in your VGB, uh, VGPG. Right. And you're good to go. But that barrier that is where, a new mixer comes in, they start getting into it and they just can't quite get it. They can't quite make a mix that is pleasing to them or an all day vape. Sure. It's so discouraging to them that sometimes it leaves them soured and trying to figure out how to like lessen that mm-hmm. or at least offer them some sort of way to like guarantee, like if you get into this, you are going to definitely make a delicious thing that you're going to love. Trying to figure that out has been a challenge the past couple of years. Cause I do want to, I want to offer it more so now than ever, but mainly because of what's going on in the regulatory world. We have states putting in and we have people that are in the United States, at least, that might not have access to a lot of juice. So I've been trying to work on that and figuring out ways to make it more accessible and lessen the scope so they can uh, jump into it, you know?
0: Well, I mean, if there was like a, you know, here's what would get me is if there was like, you know, as corny as it sounds, once upon a time there was a company named eLiquid Planet and they had uh, a kit that you could buy and it was expensive, but it was a kit and it came with a big 120, it was, it might've been bigger, 200 mil bottle of PG, 200 mil bottle of VG, uh, you know, a 30 mil bottle of nicotine, and then just an array of like 20 different flavorings. Some were tobaccos and some were this, that, and the other. And you could buy this kit and it's like, here you go. Here's one purchase of everything you need. You don't need to source from different places or in order to make this one recipe, you know, you don't need to go to three different flavor houses Mm -hmm. to get the different flavorings. Cause this one uses TFA custard and then flavor arts, uh, this, and then Flavora's this, and then you need to buy all these, that's part of the overwhelming part of it.
1: Yeah. And you now know. there's so many more flavoring companies and the recipes have only gotten, since the community's gotten bigger and it's kind of gotten faster, recipes yeah. kind of only gotten more complex and intricate yeah. and, neat and weird. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I'm hoping with the masterclass that I'm releasing. It's, it kind of gives someone like, if you're looking into this, this is where you go. This is where you're going to learn it. This is how you're going to be able to mix it. And if you want to jump into it, there you're going to save a lot of money. You're going to have a lot of fun. Just know, you know, it's going to take a little bit of elbow grease. Hopefully, right. not. Right. It's not nearly as much as much as it used to be, but it's not as simple as just buying it off the shelf. Sure. So hopefully, we can then lessen that scope a little bit. Sure.
0: Well, and I'd like to see. Here's another thing. While I'm on the subject, I'd like to see like recipes that are maybe like, look, this is a, just a beginner recipe. Yeah. It's th- three, maybe three components. All from the same place. Yeah. You know, whatever, you mix them on your, you mix the grams on your kitchen scale. And at the end, you'll have this flavor. And it's just a kind of a basic little flavor. Maybe as even just like training wheels, like an introduction, like so you can see this is how you mix and this is how it's going to taste. And okay. And then you can kind of, because I feel like once you get past that barrier and really dive into it, and you start accumulating more flavors, you just, it becomes way more fun. You start tweaking all your recipes and really dialing them in and really getting like the flavor that you want. That's your, that's your perfect flavor and stuff like that. It's just that.
1: Yeah. Like a bridge.
0: Yeah. Bridge advanced flavors. I don't know. Is that a thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, I've been doing a lot more beginner style recipes. I don't really like to call them beginner recipes mainly because they're like you can make a really complex mix with just two ingredients' a lot of these flavoring companies do a really good job right um you gotta give it up to these flavoring companies they're they're insane some of the work that they do um so I like to call them more simple recipes, and I've been doing a lot more of those recently because I do know you know not everyone wants to buy uh, by from a flavoring company out in Poland where they only ship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they just want to get you know whatever and and mix it up and it's good. So I've I've definitely been focusing a lot on that too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So if I was gonna mix some three milligram water malone, this isn't. This is full up to the like what is that? I don't know. Eighty five. What does that say? I can't read that. Do
1: I, do I dump this whole thing in there? I think you just pour do it I, up to the, to the line. To the top to, here? Yeah. To like the
0: top measuring mark? Yeah, I then think that's so. It. Okay. I
1: think so. Yeah, I think that's how they made them. I mean, I'm going to do me, it right now.
0: Look at me. I'm DIYing.
1: Yeah, that's DIY.
0: This is DIYing. It's happening. You can get that at liquidbarn.com, by the yeah, way. Yeah, liquidbarn.com, all the flavor
1: shots. And you do a bunch of flavor shots for Liquid Barn, right? Yes, yeah, so I have four flavorings. They have, There's one in the Watermelon, King's yeah. Custard, which is a nice butterscotch custard. The Saint-Pétion, which is a blood orange champagne. And the Quick, the strawberry malted milk.
0: Oh, I tried the Quick, too. I tried the Quick, as well.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: one Did you like thing, it? I, uh, yeah, it was fine. I don't think it was for me. It was just one of those... I, it was, It was again, subjective tasting and not objective tasting, but I kind of tasted it and went, sure. I, I might not ever vape this again. Like, it's okay. It's just kind of not for me, you know?
1: You dig the Water Malone, though.
0: I do. I dig the Water Malone a lot. In fact, that was... My wife and I had a conversation about you way back in the day when I, I, I tasted the Water Malone in a vlog, I think, and then, like, the very next day... You had a video that was like reacting to Grim Green oh, yeah. tasting water malone. And I thought, that's a that's like a good YouTuber move. Like that was a good, <laughs> you know, striking while the iron's hot. Cause I don't ever think about shit like that. I don't think about SEO or capitalizing really on stuff.
1: A YouTuber move. Yeah, that was <laughs> but it was a, a
0: good YouTube. YouTuber move. And me and my both me and my wife were both like really impressed. Like, wow, he really capitalized on that. And that's a good move. And You know, we were very impressed. We thought, Wayne, that's a good YouTuber right there.
1: (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad that I was able to impress. Nice. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. I'm also happy you enjoyed it.
0: It is really good. Now, I have never tasted it in three milligram. I've only ever mixed 12 or six of it in a mouth to lung. So I haven't had watermelon in a, you know, I got a Lost Vape sub tank here, the Ultra Boost tank that I'm going to try this out of. What's the shaking procedure? Do I just shake it until I feel comfortable with it or doesn't matter?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. There's. I wonder if we should standardize the shaking.
0: <laughs> yeah. How how could you possibly do that except for like invent a little like paint shaker machine that sits on your desk and just. Brrr, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I
1: might need to figure out a product that I could upsell to people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about shaking your juices anymore, everybody. We got we got you covered. It's the shape I of usually like to
1: shake until the until there's mostly like until it's like you can't really see through the liquid. Sure. But sometimes it's not really a good gauge for that. So I don't know. Just until you think it's mixed, I guess.
0: Yeah. See? That's one of those things. It's intimidating about DIY. I feel like there's just so much that can go wrong.
1: There is and there is and it usually does and that's that's been the problem, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's and but it's not like. I mean, I don't even know how expensive like the flavorings are. If you waste flavoring, does that feel like shit? You know, God, I wasted two grams or something of this flavor liquid.
1: I think it hurts when it's like your initial purchase, because once you have like everything and you're just buying flavorings because you want to try them or you need to restock, it -hmm. doesn't hurt that much to just toss juice away. You're, you're at a point where you're just making so much juice anyway. Right. It's like, ah, it's whatever, you know, the 30 mil didn't work out. Just toss it. I wasted, you know, 0.1% of something. <laughs> right. But it does hurt when you spend like a hundred bucks and you're tossing a lot of juice out. and It's just not quite clicking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it yeah. Just starts to sting a little more and you start to sour from it. And then you send me an email Asking what's going wrong. Yeah.
0: Why does my liquid taste bad? Why am I wasting so much? Yeah. Am I wasting and usually so I
1: just go, well, just add sweetener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, add sweetener, be all right. just add sweetener. That fixes
0: everything. <laughs> fixes all.
1: Add sweetener. <laughs> yeah. Leo says, I worry about wasting flavoring. Yeah. I, I get it. It yeah, does. Yeah. See, suck. I would worry about money. that too. It is money.
0: It is. It's money. And, you know, I guess when you find a liquid that you really, really like, you would mix up like a bunch of it, right? Yeah. Is that the best way to go? You mix up a bunch or do you just make it as you need it, like 60 mils at a time?
1: I, I mainly mix it up as I need it, uh-huh. but I know mainly people are mixing up gallons of it, you know? Right. And they're letting it sit in the closet and pouring a little out for themselves. That's yeah. you know, that's the most economical way to do it for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's another thing, too, is we tell, we're like, oh, you'll spend less on vaping than you will on cigarettes. And that's, you know, as soon as you get into, like, the hobbyist aspect of it, you know, that goes right out the window because, yeah, you know, $200 mods and RDAs and then then you're spending 25 bucks a pop on some M-Turk Aliens and then you're buying cotton bacon. And now mm. it's like, oh, you want to make your own e-liquid? Well, here's another investment for you. Here's... <laughs> Buy gallons of PG, VG, nicotine, as many flavorings under the sun as you can imagine. And
1: what's funny is, like, you never, you don't need to go that route. Like, it is more economical to just have your mod. Maybe redo your cotton, your coils every once in a while, and buy your one juice. But we just never do that. I've never met anyone that has done that. Even my father, he, you know, he's constantly buying different juices and yeah, buying different things for his mod.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, there's the, and you know, it's, what was your, so what was your, you've probably been asked this a billion times. What was like your flavor where you tasted it and you said, I can quit smoking with this flavor? What was like it was your actually,
1: flavor? It was actually, uh, it was from this company Epic. They did a juice called vanilla. It was banana vanilla. Oh, see, and that I'm pretty sounds sure, good. It was good. I'm pretty sure it was one flavoring, TFA's banana cream at like 20%. And I loved it. I was like, this is, this tastes like runts bananas. And it hits that sweet tooth that I have. It's kind of creamy. I'm into it. And, um, I put that into K-Fun a bunch of times. And I honestly, it was very easy for me to quit smoking. Like, that's one of the reasons why I was so gung-ho about vaping. I was so surprised. Once I got into, like, uh, like, um, I don't know, um, like build, like, like the craft vaping scene. Cause like I did the ego stuff prior to that. Sure. Sure. And I yeah. wasn't sold on it. Um, not the egos, one, not the ego ones, but the ones with like the wicks and the, the cheap ones that you would yeah, get. Like a,
0: t- like a clearomizer type. Yeah, of Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Nonsense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It just wasn't quite working. But then I got, I saw my dad, he was the one that got me into it. He had a mod and he was dripping his juice. And once I tried that, I was like, wow, this is kind of, this is what I've been waiting for. And then I got into building K funds and the vanilla juice. And that was it. I was off to the races. I was so surprised that I just never craved smoking. I didn't yeah. think about it. Yeah. I was so satisfied with vaping. So that was like, this is, this technology is insane. This is going to be huge. It's going to be, and it's still going to be.
0: Yeah. Like you said, we, there are some dark times, but uh, we're we're going to win. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're definitely going to win. And this is something I was talking to Michelle Mitten about not too long ago was I picture this, you know, obviously DIY is going to be a big part of it because I picture it like it's going to end up like craft beer. You know, you're going to have all these loads of crafty breweries, all these like juice houses and flavor houses, and it's going to be like a very crafty kind of yeah. community market thing like it used to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you want the Bud Light, you can
1: you can still get yeah. it. You'll still be able to get it, you know? You'll always be Bud Light. You'll always have your Bud Light. You're cool.
0: Yeah, you'll always have it. Oh, Wayne froze in a really funny position. All right, well, we'll, we're, well we're figuring out what's happening there. Let me read a couple of these uh, super chats. Uh, thank you, Wayne. Okay, we already read that one. Genie. Uh, oh, there he is. Now he's back. Hey, you froze there for a second. I don't know if that was on my end or your end.
1: Oh, yeah. It's saying, my, my, am I good now?
0: Yeah. It says my internet connection is unstable. I'm going to turn off my Wi-Fi. That usually helps because I'm hardwired <laughs> in. I don't need that nonsense. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of these super chats because we're uh, just about an hour and a half here, which is about as long as I like to go. Uh, Jeannie, that's very gracious of you. Hey, Grim, uh, it's been a hot minute, but I'm back on board. Miss seeing you. Oh, and remember my name is pronounced genie like I dream of genie. I would never forget that genie. One time, one lesson learned. That's all I needed. And now we're good. Uh, Corey, very gracious of you. Ask Wayne about banning kiddie pools. (laughs) Okay. What about banning kiddie pools, Wayne?
1: (laughs) All right. So, um, I am an advocate of the anti-kitty pool conglomerate. Okay. I so think it's like kiddie pools, Pay. they are pay they're a gateway pay. to bigger bodies of water for children. There's lots of accidents that happen in kiddie pools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think they need to be extinguished, and I'm going to lead the charge in removing kiddie yeah. pools from this nation. The kiddie pool lobby wants you to believe it's all fun and games, and the kiddie pool lobby thinks like, oh, it's... <laughs> It's fine, but I'm against it and yeah. we're gonna win. We're gonna win against the kiddie pool.
0: It can't and you're absolutely right, it can lead to larger, you know, potentially dangerous uh bodies of water. You uh, know. Oceans oceans undercurrents and, and the such as. Yeah. I mean, you make a compelling case. Uh what the bleep says, uh very gracious of you there, what the bleep. Grim, you and Wayne are both awesome, and I watch both of you a lot. I was wondering if you would try Reaching out to Tim Poole to cover the PMTA, he might do it. He has a liberty-minded following. Yeah, uh, Tim Poole, he's a YouTuber that's like, he's like a political guy, but he also vapes a lot. Like every interview, yeah, I've seen some random interviews with this guy, Tim Poole, uh, on YouTube. And he just, uh, he pulls out his vape every once in a while and just vapes. At least I think that's the guy I'm. Ta- I'm, I'm thinking of. He's been on Joe Rogan a couple of times. So he's yeah. a pretty big deal, but he's uh, i think he's a vapor. I haven't, you know, it's interesting whenever you see a, a, another YouTuber or like a gamer streamer pull out their vape and hit it. Yeah. And, you know, they have like, you know, million followers, something like that. You go, huh. I know,
1: I just want to be like, don't you know that the industry is on the brink of collapse?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Don't you know that? Well, that's like, man, I just wish I could get Rip Trippers to just... Do a little bit of advocacy, man. His audience and his reach would be really beneficial. You know, just something.
1: Yeah, something. Just something.
0: Uh, Anthony, that's very gracious of you. Vaping 360 had an article with basic recipes for DIY on Twitter. That's very interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to check that out. In fact, one of the ideas I had, uh, Wayne, was I saw one of your videos that was like... uh, my favorite cereal mix or Mm. something like this. And what I was going to do, I was going to try to be a good YouTuber and I was going to buy all the ingredients and create your favorite cereal and then give my judgment of your favorite cereal DIY mix.
1: That is actually a great YouTuber move.
0: Yeah. That's a pretty good YouTuber move. Yeah. I kind of want to do it. I should still do that. I'm going to do it. Mark my words right now. I'm gonna Hold do into it. it, guys. to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna judge uh, uh, Wayne's favorite cereal. Is it good? Is it a good cereal?
1: I, I'm wondering which one. Is it the ten loop? Know. Is it the recent one? You think?
0: I don't know. I was just on your YouTube channel. I've watched the video a few times because I keep watching it to see what what I need to uh, what I need to buy.
1: I think it's my ten loop recipe. If it is, I I think it's the best cereal ever made
0: ever made listen I did can't. you have you know uh looper from back in the day or uh what was the other cereal that was really really popular cereal killer cereal killer cereal yeah. killer better than cereal killer
1: mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just say yes of course it is yeah be, well see i love like
1: cereal a cereal killer's original recipe that was a juice that changed it for me like i that was the juice where I was like wow, this is what's possible with e-liquid, mm-hmm. it really kicked it off for me because they were local to me because I lived in New Jersey at the time. Oh, yeah. And I remember trying it and my mind exploded. It tasted, it was insane. It tasted just like it. It kind of changed over the years, but that original recipe was so insane to me. And yeah. they, I kind of credit my interest in a lot of this to that juice.
0: Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. All right, well, now I definitely have to try your cereal flavor. If yeah, you're that, that big fan a serial kill, I'll have to give it a shot. Uh, nah, chef. That's very gracious of you. I'm in a country with vaping prohibition and DIY is the best and safer way to stay away from cigarettes when you have no other option. Do you know if a lot of your audience is international in places that have like just straight up vape prohibition? Like if this dude lives in the Philippines and the only way he can vape is if he DIYs. Do you get a lot? Yeah, of that?
1: There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, i i want to say like i don't know if it's half maybe maybe 30 percent are international audience that that's kind of like their only option it's either that or their industry just isn't quite built up like like the us or the uk yeah so they don't have good options and um i mean some of them from places where the penalties for vaping are so severe it's insane i'm like (laughs) <laughs> should i have this on my email am i yeah, gonna get like the CIA seriously to come, kill me
0: they're gonna come but after yeah, they, you
1: it's uh it's been pretty eye-opening to see that it's it's awesome to see like people just they're gonna do what they want to do and i love yeah. that i I, will, I always encourage that you know
0: well that's one of the reasons i think that's why diy is probably going to get you know bigger it's going to definitely grow uh post pmta just because and this is something I've always said is the market wants what the market wants. The market Mm. wants flavored e-liquid. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it. We'll either make it or we'll buy it, but we'll get it, you know? And DIY is a way to do that. And, you know, as far as I've seen, the only legislation that has really like singled out DIY is the California flavor ban. When they mentioned, uh, Additives and enhancers and things like this. I think they were trying to sprinkle some DIY terminology in there, but for the most part, I feel like DIY is going to be possibly more readily available than commercial yeah. e-liquid in the coming in the coming years.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I know, like one shot, they're going to be pretty popular. The short fill sort of market is going to be pretty popular. Yeah, and then that's just going to bleed into that's going to bleed into the rest of DIY and but I've been saying this for a while. So I don't know, maybe my gauge for it is off. Maybe it'll take a little longer than I think. Uh, but I do think eventually that's kind of where it's going to head to just because like you said, like if you want, I I just don't expect to see the FDA allowing a serial killer through the PMTA process. Yeah. You know, I mean,
0: they're going to have to rubber stamp a few of them. I mean, they're going to have to. Yeah. Some flavored products are gonna get through the PMTA. Some flavored e liquids are going to get through the PMTA. They have yeah. to rubber stamp them.
1: And I think it'll be like strawberry, apple. Yeah. I don't think it'll be basic fruit loop cereal or gummy bears, you know what I mean? Yeah. And for that I mean like that's what the market wants. We want donuts, cereal, pop tarts. Yeah. And you know, you'll be able to get it. So I don't, I wouldn't really worry too much about that. It's just, yeah. will companies be able to make money on it? Well, that, that remains to be seen. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I got a super chat here from Sick Boy. That's very gracious of you. Uh, great and interesting show, Grim. Thanks for having Wayne on. Cheers to both of you. Yeah, absolutely, Sick Boy. Uh, thank you for being here. Ranger Man, now I feel guilty. I had a kiddie pool for my dog when she <laughs> was alive. See, what about kiddie pools for dogs? Should we put for uh, dogs only warnings on them? I mean.
1: Absolutely not. Prohibition is strict, the only way. Strict prohibition on the kiddie pools. Okay.
0: Well, I'm sorry, Ranger man. You should feel guilty. I can't Make believe sure you, you had watch s- out for puddles. contraband kiddie pools. That's unbelievable. Um, uh, congratulate Wayne on his baby. Wayne had a baby. Well, Wayne didn't. I'm assuming his wife was the one that had a baby. Soon. Soon. She's pregnant. She's pregnant yeah. now. Well, congratulations. Look at that. A whole, whole new world for Wayne. Fatherhood.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a very different chapter in my life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm seriously. Excited.
0: Well, congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, shit, Wayne. I guess we're going to start wrapping this up. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out, talking shop. Thanks for having me. Talking liquids. Keep doing what you do. I appreciate what you do. And I'm, and I'm thankful that you're one of the, you know, you're one of the pillars in, in the vape world. I mean, there's not a person that I don't say, oh, you're interested in DIY? DIY or die. That's where you go. You just, you just go there. Why don't you pimp your stuff? Where can people find you? It's just DIY or die everywhere, isn't it?
1: DIY or die. Uh, YouTube, you can just hit up DIY or die vaping.com. I throw up everything over there. And that's, there. That's, that's where you can find me. And I got yeah. some new stuff coming. Yeah. And just be on the lookout. I do a show. Uh, we do Noted, which is a podcast that I host. They mm-hmm. do flavor notes every Monday night. Then I do a morning show on Tuesdays. I do the review show on Wednesday. And then I do a live mixing show on Fridays. And you can catch me on those days if you want to hang out, learn yeah. how to mix. We get goofy. We go nuts. It's a good time.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a good time sounds like a good time i gotta yeah. have you
1: on too i would love to have you on if you would be so gracious to to yeah. hang out one day
0: yeah let's we can make that happen i see no problems there
1: yeah, that'd be awesome let's See i, I had a great time chatting with you too brother
0: yeah I, well like i said appreciate you being here we our paths crossed very briefly at the first rally we, we yeah. didn't really get to sit down and talk or anything like that but uh i was glad you were there at the first rally and like i said i'm glad you're doing what you do on youtube you're really helping a lot of people out, you're cultivating the industry, you're moving us forward, and you're creating a whole community of mixers and liquid mixers and not just that, like people that are also willing to help other people. And I think that's one of the greatest things ever is when you get into DIY or when you even have a question, people are just, will rush to give you answers.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely, yeah. And thank you, I, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the community and, the vibrancy of the community—it's, it's really awesome. And if you, you know, if you want to be a part of it, feel free to come join us. It's very welcoming. We get a little pretentious and elitist at times, but you can ignore that. It's not a very large part of that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just come, trade uh, your recipes with your friends that you have in there, and have a good time. And that's mainly what most people do.
0: Yeah. Shit. Absolutely. Well, you guys jump on into some DIY or die. And if you don't DIY. You probably won't die, but that's fine too. Well, you might one day. You might one day. You might one day, and you'll be laying on your deathbed, going, "Why didn't I DIY? Exactly. That's, this is why. Ah, if I had only known about DIY or die." All right. Well, thank you one more time, Wayne, for being on. Really appreciate you being here. If you want to just hang out on this Zoom call for a second, I'm just gonna take us out. But uh, thank you, Wayne Walker, everybody unbelievable don't forget please check him out diy or die if you have any questions curiosities mixing your own e-liquids i'm vaping that three milligram water malone right now it's just as beautiful as i remember i haven't had this liquid in a while just as beautiful as i remember it so uh Thank you so much guys uh, for coming out. I think there was one last super chat here from fresh Oh three. Uh, thank you for having Wayne on. He's a great advocate for our community and a wealth of knowledge and a great person in general. Well, look, I'd argue with you if I could, but I also believe those things to be true about Wayne. Thank you for stopping by fresh 3 fresh 3 He's another big, uh, big DIY mixer here in the, uh, in the vape world. But, uh, One more time. Thank you guys uh, so much for coming out. Taking a little bit of a break just this week from some uh, real heavy news and advocacy, but we're going to be back at it next week. The great and powerful Danielle Jones is going to be stopping by. We're going to talk about the National Youth Tobacco Survey, how youth vaping is down. It's down. You didn't know? It's down. We're going to talk all about it next week, but otherwise, I'll see you guys Thursday. That's right. I got another action packed vlog for you. But in the meantime, Remember that no matter what anybody tells you, vaping is at least 95% less harmful than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So yeah, absolutely, guys. Let's keep on vaping. Be excellent to each other. Peace.